0: Your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM.
1: So we've already been reflecting this morning the political discussion on gun control in the United States. It's uh, one of those quite domestic issues as far as the U.S. is concerned, that gains a lot of traction worldwide. Some view it as a simple question of common sense, of humanitarian values. Others will appreciate how ingrained this is in U.S. history and obviously even in its constitution. Mr. Paul Walder is a Washington Post blogger, columnist for The Week and senior writer at The American Prospect and joins us now on the line. Good morning to you from Seoul. Thanks for taking the time. So uh, many of us will have seen the tears, literally, of President Barack Obama recently and and perhaps remember that more than what he actually said um, when he spoke out again on this subject. But politically speaking, it seems very clear that he wants his administration to be marked by some sort of firm action on guns. He does, um, but there's a a
0: problem, which is that uh, there's only so much that he can do within the powers of the presidency, when Congress, which actually passes the laws, uh, is not going to pass any new laws on gun control. So what he has been doing um, is uh, exploring the the things that he can do with executive action, which mostly have to do with things like clarifying existing laws to make a change here or there. So the the centerpiece of the new proposals um, is to. Uh, make more gun sales um, have to be subject to background checks, where uh, the seller will have to give the buyer's name to the government and they'll look up and make sure that he is not a criminal or uh, falls into a couple of other categories that would make it illegal for that person to buy a gun. Um, But without any uh, any new laws, uh, it's pretty limited in the effects that it will have, particularly when there are still somewhere between 300 and 350 million guns in circulation in the United States.
1: So is it more or less impossible to gain congressional consent for what he wants to achieve? And and is there any alternative to going down that route?
0: Well, uh, it's very, very difficult because over the last uh, 20 years or so, um, as the Republican Party has grown more conservative, um, it has made uh, opposition to any new gun laws one of the kind of central tenets of contemporary conservative ideology in the U.S., and so you have one of the two major parties that, even on measures that are supported by huge majorities of the public, um, will not uh, countenance any kind of, uh, of new laws that might in any way limit anybody's uh, freedom to buy as many guns as they want and as easily as they want. So, for instance, you have uh, the idea of universal background checks, that every gun sale ought to be subject to a background check. And polls show that that 90% of the people support that, including most gun owners. Um, but yet, even that couldn't get through Congress. Now, the, the, what what can happen is that states. And cities can pass their own gun laws, and that has been happening, but it's been happening in two directions at once. So liberal states, places in the Northeast like Massachusetts and Connecticut or places like California, they have been passing new laws to restrict guns. And conservative states uh, in places like the Deep South, they've been passing laws to make it even looser, so you have even fewer restrictions on guns. So you're seeing that, that simultaneous movement in two directions depending on where you are in the country.
1: Now, Mr Waldman, you previously wrote a piece, um, this actually goes back to 2012, titled Ten Arguments Gun Advocates Make and Why They're Wrong. So this is obviously a, a matter you've been discussing for some time, but that also seems to make clear your own position. It feels, though, to me as though when when someone like yourself comes out with a stance, you might be uh, under risk of being described as anti Patriotic or or anti-American? Uh, do you do you feel that sort of pressure?
0: Uh, sure, that's that's certainly some of the the comments that I get in my email and on places like Twitter. Um, but that's okay. Uh, you know, I think that that there are a lot of uh, deeply felt cultural issues at play here, um, uh, and that's one of the things that has also changed in recent years, especially especially again in the last twenty years. But going back a little further, even that. Um, the idea that, uh, that guns are sort of at the core of a certain kind of culture um, really is something that, that the gun lobby, the National Rifle Association, and the gun manufacturers have really put in a lot of work to play out. The idea that, that uh, if somebody can't get as many guns as they want, then that's kind of a, kind of uh, not just a violation of their personal rights but of, but of their, their very cultural heritage. Um, and again, you know that, that is something that is different in different places if you grew up in a rural area. Uh, where you know you were living on a farm, then you probably did have a shotgun over your mantle. If you grew up in a city or a suburb, you probably didn't have guns, and that and and there is a, a kind of different cultural approach that people take, and that's one of the reasons why the issue becomes so contentious. Because you know, America is a very big country, uh, and. Uh, You have lots of different subcultures, and sometimes these cultures kind of come into clash like this, and guns is one of those issues that people are now seeing as something that's laden with all kinds of of symbolism uh, and uh, sort of fundamental uh, questions of identity and who you are and what kind of a country you want, um, as opposed to just a policy issue where we have to find the most practical solution.
1: I wonder if you could just address the influence of the NRA for us. We were discussing briefly in the last half hour that the history of this organization, how it became such a political heavyweight as a lobbyist group. But uh, th- the thing is, there have been stories in the last few days claiming that the NRA is more popular than Obama himself.
0: Yeah, they, they're, um, some people believe they're, they're the most powerful lobby in Washington. Um, and they have very effectively uh, made made happen that 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 change that I talked about about guns moving kind of into the center of conservative ideology, along with things like opposition to tax increases and opposition to abortion. Um, uh, that's in large part due to the influence of the NRA, and they basically do that through the use, uh, in large part, of fear. So what they tell their uh, to what they tell members of Congress is that. You can vote against us on some bill that comes up, but if you do, we are going to destroy you. And we will make sure that our constituents come out to vote against you. We'll put money against you in your next election, and we will defeat you. Now, the truth is, they're not nearly as good at doing that as they claim, but most members of Congress, especially on the Republican side, feel like it's really not worth fighting them because. They're not going to pay too much of a cost if they go along with the NRA, but they might pay a cost if they don't. And so what happens is, in Congress, bills on guns, they never even get filed. And so that, that's really where they're most effective, is in stopping any kind of action on guns in Congress before it even starts. And so the NRA is extremely effective at that, even if they, they may not be as good at, at defeating their enemies as they claim, most members of Congress, particularly ones from areas where there are a lot of gun owners, have decided that it's just not worth the hassle and the risk of fighting them.
1: Could this decide the presidential election? Could it have a big influence anyway?
0: Well, it might, but, you know, what we've seen in uh, past elections is that um, that since the gun issue is so so kind of closely aligned with the two parties, uh, and the parties have been moving farther apart, the Democratic Party becoming more liberal, and the Republican party becoming much more conservative. Um, there aren 't all that many people in the middle to begin with, and there aren't all that many people in the middle who care about guns and who might be convinced one way or the other. You know people for whom this issue is important they already know where the two parties stand, and it 's very, very clear that uh, that democrat if it's Hillary Clinton or somebody else is going to want to pass more gun legislation and a republican whoever it is uh, is going to want to oppose that now the place where it might matter is in mobilization because you know the the voter turnout in american presidential elections is usually between 50 and 60% so there's a lot of room if you can mobilize the people who already like you that that portion of them that might vote or might not if you can get them to the polls then you might have an advantage and mm. that's the place where the gun issue might make a difference both sides probably hope that they can use it to say to their own voters who already agree with them this is really important and if you come out and vote it'll make a difference on the gun issue and then they might be able to boost voter turnout for their side using that issue there's not going to be a whole lot of persuasion that goes on of people changing the other side's mind um, but it might be important if one side or the other can get more of their voters
1: to the polls because of guns mr Woolman, thank you very much for joining us my pleasure. Paul Wallman there. With uh, some insight into the political mechanisation there, but really at the core of this is the question of whether members of the public should have such wide access to guns, whether bearing arms should be a right that's even placed within a country's constitution Please, if anyone wants to defend that, I would love to hear from you. In fact, if you want to oppose it and you want to share your voice with the choir that we've been hearing from already today, you can do so as well. Powder Sharp 1013 for 51 per message or email this morning at gmail.com.